Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Yes, yes, y'all. This is your boy, Kale. Hey, everybody. This is Claremont II. My name is Mac Davis. What up, what up? This is Boy Wonder. This is August Regal. This is Jade Ang. You're not rocking with your man, Tona Tancredi. Hey, what up, everybody? It's your boy, Pluto. Hey, what's good? This is Little Sims. What's happening, y'all? This is Dame Funk. You're listening to The Come Up Show. Get inspired. It's the Come Up Show. This is the show that you come up on. Yeah. This is the spot that you come up strong. You heard? Zika's Chetto gonna play that song. Yeah. Hey, welcome to the Come Up Show podcast. My name is Chetta. I'm the host and founder of the Come Up Show. Before I get into today's podcast, I need to let you know, season three of the Come Up Show podcast, brand new episodes, brand new guests, and let me say legends, legends on the Come Up Show podcast. We're doing it big. If you're following us on Instagram, you probably have a clue. If you're not, go check us out, the Come Up Show on Instagram to see who we got coming up. Let's just say there are a couple of them are legends. Yeah, legends. I'm really excited. Let's get into today's podcast. If you're tuning in uh, the pa- for the month of January, basically, we're going through classic interviews that have not been released on the Come Up Show podcast. And today, my guest is Chaos. Really love this interview because we went everywhere. He was forthcoming with me. And uh, Chaos tells me the influence that Q-Tip had on him and how... His voice, Q-Tube's voice, basically gave him chaos the courage to come out and to have the confidence in his voice. The imbalance in music, the sacrifice to remain pure, and of course, we talked about Kanye West. Chaos on the Come Up Show podcast. Let's go! This is the Come Up Show where that feel-good music lives. Real recognizer. We're here at the University of Western Ontario, UWO. He just shut it down right now. Frosh Week. Please introduce yourself, sir. Hi, my name is Kanye West, and I'm sorry. Cut it loose, no excuse. It's high noon. You've been in the tomb, in the dark with the broom. Witchcraft, see the past. It's just your future first draft. Get class and then get crass. What? Bit in the cut. So deep, I ironize a sheep gunshot. Yo, peep. You gone, peep the same thing you did before. Being for more than sweep around your front door. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna talk about that, man. We're, okay. gonna, we're gonna talk about yo. Like most of the times when I do my research, I get it from a bunch of different places. But today, it's just, your, this research is strictly from your Twitter page. Okay, cool, the cool. things that you've said, and right. you're just gonna expand expand on them. So the first one is uh, you tweeted to uh, Q-Tip on on Twitter. He's a uh, Q-Tip, the abstract. He said uh, Q-Tip. He's one of the most influential rappers rappers of our generation. Many of us took from him in some way, shape, or form. He's a visionary. How did he influence you? Uh, Q-Tip was the first rapper that I think um, sang or did really melodical things in music and um, it's very subtle on the album The Low End Theory but he started to mix a style of kind of sing-songy melodical raps with his amazing like tone which I always thought was similar to mine so when I was a kid and I heard him singing I thought I, he's kind of the guy that made me see that I could rap like, because I had a similar voice, it wasn't my voice wasn't really low or angry. It was kind of boyish, and I think Q-Tip always had that kind of boyish. There's a humility to his voice, and rap 
for the most part when I was at that stage it was like Onyx it was like you know all these bands and it was very aggressive and like you had to be hardcore and Q-Tip just kind of stuck out as somebody that I could actually kind of emulate and he got me he's actually the first rapper I heard that let me feel like I could rap yeah. so that's why I said that and I think sometimes when you get to be better a lot of people have heroes and then they get good and they forget about their heroes or they start not giving their heroes props but I think people should rappers should once they evolve actually tell the public who they took from so that the public knows I feel it's a good thing to do that you know and also like say your fans who might not know the younger fans who might not know Q-Tip they'll probably start listening to him and say hey if, he's, if he influenced him hey I might listen to him right yeah Yeah. Uh, so the next one is uh, the public today loves egomania which is an art with that universal purpose shallow but they probably feel more powerful worshipping a lost soul right um, I mean, uh, that's a deep statement. Sometimes I say these things. I'll be at home, like, I read a lot. And sometimes when I l look at these Twitter posts, I'm like, what was I on when I said that? But I just feel like sometimes, I feel like the public today, you know, if you look at Jersey Shore or these TV shows, people don't watch TV or listen to music to, to see someone that's more evolved than them or somebody who has, they can learn from. They like, TV and music has become almost like you can make fun of the people that you like. Whereas when I was growing up, you did, people were cool. There were cool musicians that you, like Rakim, you didn't make fun of Rakim. You just listened, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think, I think it's okay to have people in entertainment that you can also make fun of. That's what a comedian is. But I just think that music and art entertainment is getting a bit too jokey. Not that it should be serious all the time, but there should be some seriousness to the skill level of the people and intelligence to the artists that people like, at least me. Um, and I've always been like that since a kid. I could like, you know, Bismarcky, but I also like, you know, mm -hmm. Poor Righteous Teachers, you know. I, I didn't own, uh, I like Most Deaf, but I also like, you know, I like, you know, Eminem. You know, it does, I'm not saying it has to be one way. I just wish there was more of a host of different types of talent than just the ones that were that had some scandal to them or the way that you'd laugh at or that it was a publicity stunt, you know? Mm -hmm. And back in the day in hip-hop, it was very competitive. It was about your skills. Like, right. if you weren't on point, you're going to get, get called out and you'd not want to be on point, right? Like, in, instead of... I mean, yeah, and, I'm, and to some extent, I'm happy that it's not always like that all the time. Like I said, I don't want it to be like, put on your hood backpack or like, everything has to be serious. Not that that isn't an amazing part of hip-hop as well, but... You know, like Karis, like Karis once said on the radio, like 10 years ago, he was like, okay, if a rapper is, a, if, if you're a DJ, play a commercial record, but then play an underground record, but then play a funny record, but then play a serious record. Don't just play the same type of records with the same music for hours on end, day after day. Like, that's not really what music, rock and roll doesn't do that. Mm -hmm. You could turn on Q107 or The Edge and they play a whole different, they'll play an old school jam. Why can't you turn on a hip hop station and hear Karis One in the middle of the day? Why can't you turn on a, a radio station and hear, you know, you know, you know, Bismarcky during the day. It's people just music sometimes has a novelty to it that people just want the same thing all the time. And they use the music, but they don't love the music. You know. Lyrically low down in my hotel in SoCal, married to rap and she's so foul. Whoa now, I hit it when I'm I'm loving, I'm hating, I'm ducking, I'm faking, I'm bugging, I'm breaking it. Why test? Why clef? I'm like the fourth Fuji doing my duty, or like the fifth Black Beetle, evil Knievel. Says she loves you, and you know that can't be bad. Get off the block, off of Lucifer's shock, onto what you is and off of what you was not. Planet is getting hot with earthquakes in the sea. Dot. On uh, this tweet, you were drinking some champagne. You said this champagne is good. It's making me think uh, think things like the public would never understand the sacrifice artists make to remain pure. 
Cheers. Yeah, because me and my boy were talking about that, and he's he's always my boy's always trying to tell me to be more commercial. He's like, you know, you're so underground. You just see all these things all the time, and people are scared of you, and you need to be more commercial. I'm like, why do you think that is? And he said that to me. He's like, you know, uh, an artist because you put you do so much, you sacrifice so much, and that's what made me think, wow, you know what? The public will never really know that, and you think that they should know that, and you feel that they know that, but they don't. They're just there to listen to music, and they're not really thinking about what you have to do. Like people don't know all the things, the commercials I've been asked to do that I turned down, or the stuff that I've been asked to do for music that could probably put my career somewhere in the in stratosphere. But I just say no because I don't want that to be. I don't want a kid to to read my biography and see that that was part of my career. Wherever I get, I want to get because I stayed true to music. I'm a musician. You know, and I'm not a commercial maker. You know, there's, there's, if you want to make jingles, then go make jingles. But that's not what I do. And so sometimes people say, well, that's the new record label. I'm like, not really for me. You know what I mean? But I'm not dissing anyone that does it. Some people don't have these types of, uh, these, these morals to live up to. I do. It comes from my father, and I try to stick to them, you know? I really respect that, man. I really respect that. Uh, the next one, he said, Can, uh, this is on your blog, actually. This is the only one. Where you say, Kanye West, I'm a fan of, or shall I say, I have become a fan of. He reminds me of one of my favorite uh, childhood TV heroes, the $6 million man, or Steve Austin. Right. Um, I was watching Steve Austin, the, 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 the TV show, and it was like, better, stronger, faster. And I was like, this is crazy. This is like, Kanye West also had an accident and got restructured. And like, he used to talk about that in his raps, how he's like, you know, he, he cheated death and all this stuff. And just the way Kanye West asked, he, the way he presents himself sometimes, it's like he's indestructible. Like he's been made over and reconstructed and nothing's gonna, he's unbreakable almost, you know? Mm -hmm. And he almost has a kind of robot thing to him you don't whether know if he's crazy or is he super smart or is he intriguing or is he dumb i don't know who know did they take his brain out or give him a super brain i don't know but the whole point about it is he's definitely someone to watch and uh, over time you know my brother would be like pumping kanye and i wasn't feeling it i'm like because my, my brother over time he's only a year younger than me if i didn't like something it would be blasting out of his room he just loved to bug me if i didn't like something so and after a while he played so much kanye that i was like this is pretty good and I start to become a fan of him. And um, now I can truly say I'm a fan of him. Um, and, you know, and I wanted to let the world know that because rappers don't really support rappers like that most of the time. Mm -hmm. And also he's somebody that I think has gone through a lot and the world might not understand all the things he's gone through because mm -hmm. he doesn't talk about his weaknesses, which is something else about Kanye. He only talks about how strong he is. He talks about his weaknesses maybe in one or two lines, but for the most part, it's always inside this larger than life ego. So. He kind of reminds me of Steve Austin in that way that he's a $6 million man in the sense of he's been reconstructed, he's newer, he's better, he's stronger, and he's kind of a superhero of rap trying to do his thing, you know? Yeah. You're, you're a real writer, man, because not only in the, in the music, but in this blog post, you, you compare Greek pantheon uh, into how gods, how the gods, like gods to celebrities, like the Kanye West and uh, Taylor Swift. And you, you're using the article how they're like, like Greek gods, can you explain that to me? Uh, you know, just the idea of uh, demigodism, which is the idea that when you have superpowers or you're talented, people worship you, you know? It's hard. Like, you go, I go out to go to the car and people are like, I love you, Chaos. And if you take that in, not as the entertainment part, and you start to believe that, you can start to think of yourself as higher than other people. In fact, 
in this music industry, the more you believe that, the more successful you become because the record company can use that type of information and that personality. That's something that you can sell to people. A person who thinks that they are at a higher station than another human being and they can sell that. And so I was just saying that a lot of these award shows are like that. It's like a group of people who consider themselves to be the gods. Because, you know, these stories in Greek mythology, this doesn't come from nowhere. They're probably real people. There are real stories of people, they're soap operas that just turn into myths over time, but they probably came from real situations of kings and dukes and all these people who had higher, a higher station. So I do think that sometimes you got to watch the demigodism of being an artist. It's okay to have confidence and to, you know, be talented, but you don't want to start thinking of yourself as a god in that way. Um, because, you know, you know, because then you have to make people keep believing in you. And I think that's the thing about gods is that if you think that you're greater than people, then you keep doing things to, to make them know you keep existing. And sometimes it's your, your time is your time. You don't want to keep doing publicity stunts just so people like you. Like, are you addicted to that? I think we got to watch that as musicians and just let it go, you know? Yo, I hope you enjoyed my interview with Chaos. If you haven't seen the video version of this, it's up on our YouTube channel. Go to thecomeupshow.com or the Come Up Show on YouTube and you can watch the video with Chaos. It's obviously edited differently because you got the music videos and all that. Uh, yo, subscribe to our newsletter and our social media because we got some contests running right now and some contests coming up like Talib Kweli, Dumbfounded, and so much more, Saba. And uh, Saba, yeah, man, from Chicago. And so much more content coming up. Subscribe to the newsletter in the description below. My name is Chero. Thank you for listening. Peace. Peace.